Hi guys, Kate O here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. I'm extremely excited today. I have my dear friend, Claire Sobin, coming to the mic. and We are going to discuss all things boundaries, cutting ties, family, friends, the holidays, all of it. And most importantly, self-love, where everything stems from. I woke up thinking about this conversation a while ago. Claire and I had ironically had many conversations around this, so I knew it was something we had to bring to the TNT mic and discuss it. I know the holidays are hard for most people, and it's it's always tough to be around family as much as we love them. And it's important to protect ourselves and, and protect the magic uh, in all situ- situations. So this is a great conversation for the holidays, for life, for 2020 with COVID, um, for everything in between. Enjoy. Claire, I appreciate you. Everyone stay strong out there and take care of yourselves. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Uh, I'm excited today. I know I say that pretty much every cast, but I'm always excited if you know me. And I have one of my dear friends, Claire Sobin, uh, coming to the mic. This, uh, I want to say young human. She is 27. I, I mentioned that strategically. So, 28. 28. I'm sorry. And happy belated birthday, which we celebrated, but I'm telling you on the mic anyways, um, <laughs> because we have major age difference. But what I love about today's conversation, we are talking about cutting ties, the power of boundaries and why these things are important, particularly around the holidays. Yes. Um, and Claire was wise to the game long before me. So that's why I'm <laughs> out and complimenting the, the age and where you're at. Uh, but without further ado, we got Claire. She's coming to the mic. She is a corporate professional. She does fundraising. She just took on a new job. I'll let her talk about that. She's a D1 athlete from Belmont University. She's a thrower and she is an all around varsity human. Claire, welcome to trying. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be trying. I'm trying. Thank you for the amazing intro. Um, I definitely like have to think about, oh my God, I did do all that. I was all those things. <laughs> um, so thank you for the shout out. It's hard to interrupt real quick, but um, yeah, division one athlete at Belmont, uh, currently in Denver, um, working at Denver Contemporary Art Museum, which has been like a whirlwind. I uh, have an athletics background, so this has been a shift not only culturally for me, but it's just art is a whole different beast in itself. And um, happy to be here. And listen, 28, but you already know, I feel like I'm like 20 years older in my mind. So it's very hard for me to do anything with the people in my peer range. So shout out yeah. to this friendship and hey. tequila. <laughs> Facts. And the, the most beautiful thing is like the universe looks out because um, you always, I, I always absolutely adore working with my fellow athletes because you have that kind of experience younger. It says so much about your adult life. Um, and where Cl- Claire's and in, in dialed in old soul, I think I'm a dialed around young at heart. So we meet somewhere in the middle and the beauty is a we weird universe yes we, we met through fitness we were both crossfitters and we met through another really good friend of mine ashley who's always on turmeric and tequila i call her like the pseudo co-host um and we were out, out like hanging out just being friends doing whatever and we started talking about crossfit and she's like you crossfit and blah 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 long story short we went through fitness and then we became great friends because we are both uh in root or in, in chase of greatness can we say that yeah yeah no i mean we live in greatness it's just yes maintaining it is <laughs> daily chore yes it's the daily chore but like annual victory so yeah. that's hey. 
Somebody yeah. write that down. Um, <laughs> I so I woke it. up t- a couple days ago and yeah. uh, I've been, well, I've been thinking, Claire and I, the last couple times we've hung out, we've been talking about like family and boundaries and what I love about our friendship. And we talk about this too often. Um, we're different ages. We look different. Obviously we come, she comes from Jersey and I come from Colorado, which she would con- consider the, the country. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we're like different, but then a multitude of commonalities outside of personality and fitness and D1, blah, 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 but like conversations around our family, dealing with siblings. Uh-huh. And so this conversation has come up a bunch. Um, we directly had like a very similar t- family story, but even with my, some of my other friends, as we get older, I, I constantly hear like, God, the holidays are coming up and I just, I don't wow. want to go home. It's not that I don't love my family, but I don't know how to manage that situation. And when Claire and I were talking about it, I'm like, she's got it dialed in. I've kind of like navigated a little bit. I'm like, we really need to get on the mic around this year and just talk about boundaries and how it feels to not want to go home for the holidays. Uh Why some things are just okay. Um, So why don't we share like a little bit of maybe like our experience in uh, how we learned about boundaries and and why it's important now. I'll let you lead. Yeah, no, I think um, I come from a big family. We both do. uh, One of five, holding it down for the middle child. Uh, We are not ignored, okay? I got all the attention. (laughs) So I just think that whole thing is a lie. Um, Maybe like Santa was telling those to like middle aged or middle children just to make them be good, but didn't work for me. (laughs) But um, big family. And uh, as we've grown up and shaped and grown and and found our own ways, um, I've noticed you know one thing that I dawned on me I was like each one of my siblings I think uh, had a different perspective of what their childhood was because I'm thinking in my mind like even certain holidays like when I got you know two easy bake ovens one year for Christmas was which still by far is the best Christmas that I ever had in my life it's easy bakes oven like they're anyways can you put a but, so, in there? I'm curious. Girl, it burnt. It like literally blew a, blew a fuse like the second no, day. <laughs> oh, I had one. The light bulb went out 10 times and I was what? like, this cake is built for a half a serving. What are we, what's happening? Anyways. It literally never cooked the food either. Like it was no. literally like half like crust and half still dough. And it was disgusting. <laughs> but I just remember certain holidays. I'm like, this was great. This was great. And my siblings would be like, no, we had a horrible time. Or like, yeah, you had fun. So clearly I was in my own world then and still am now. But uh, as we got older, just certain things that you either don't heal from as a child or you do affect how your relationship is with your siblings. Because even though we're all siblings and I love them to death, like I don't have to be friends with those people. (laughs) I don't have to like them. I don't have to be around them. We don't live in the same vicinity. We don't even live in the same state. We don't have the same lifestyle. So I noticed as I was growing up, I was like, I think my siblings have to now morph into this weird space of being friends that are stuck with me for a lifetime, but not stuck with me in the, in my moments of life. And so once that kind of happened, there was a, there was some dissonance. (laughs) There was a lot of dissonance and it really just got down to the point where I was just like, I have to figure out how to manage this relationship. I'm very big on managing relationships it's my whole entire job as a fundraiser um people are like you just ask for money i'm like no i just manage relationships yeah. and then yeah. at the end of it i ask for money and it's an easier win if you're someone's friend and you're asking for money versus a stranger but that's a whole different podcast but <laughs> we'll so, do that next week yeah hey so it just became one of those things where i was just like i started to dread um not 
only just going home for the holidays and doing our whole tradition because my family has this huge tradition for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Um, I'm somewhat half Polish. Again, another podcast. And so um, it just became difficult and I had to start building boundaries. And so and being, I think, in a big family, you kind of get this like cattle mentality where it's like, they, everyone's eating or everyone's sleeping or everyone's in the car or everyone's taking a bath and going to bed. Like the lifestyle for being in a big family is very must, uh, must much of not, I don't want to say we're a cattle, but it's like, let's just get them safely in the barn and not killing yeah. each other. Yeah. And so that's hard when you kind of let everybody free to do their own thing. And then you seriously start to see um, how different we truly are and how hard now managing those relationships are. And so I've loved our conversations because I'm just like, like the other day I was like, oh yeah, I fought my brother. And you're like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> well, it's true. And I, I think that, you know, there's so much pressure on the holidays in general. Like there's just, and the old school way is like, oh, these traditions and you got to do it this way. And it's, and everyone's miserable and everybody hates going to the holidays. And if you watch Christmas yeah. Vacation, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, it's like, it's the holidays and everyone's miserable. Like it's a joke, <laughs> but it's funny because it's true. And it's true. Yeah. I, I think we got to like rebrand it because that's okay. Just like you said, we're born and I'm one of four. So it's kind of like, like, yeah, like this big herd running around and it's like, and I get it. Cause now that I have three dogs, like there's less attention for each one. So I'm like, okay, one, it's on the leash. It's the wrong dog, but whatever. And I can't even imagine if it was five humans. Um, yeah. But you, you kind of just, there's only so much attention to go around. So you, you do what you do. And then I, I really like how you said um, each experience is different. I had in my podcast with Jen Kay, she specifically talks about this. She's like a life coach and amongst many other things, how two experiences can be completely Please. different. Yes. And, and what a great exercise is that to see that in your own family. So you can bring that then to society and be like, oh, well, no wonder I don't see the same way this person sees. And that's right. without even unpacking like race or gender or sexual orientation, just straight up like we live two different lives. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I think it's important to pull back and say, okay, we're, we're grown now. We're different. And we're not the same humans. Like, yes, we're blood related, but it's, it's different. And I think it's okay to say, let's have some distance. Let's have a year or two where we're away and let things heal or sort out right. or or figure out um was there like a did you have like I know there was kind of like a, a moment like we had one night for my family and it was like between, between my uh sibling and myself and it was kind of like okay well, there's clearly space it's gonna happen here mm -hmm. um but was your whole family on board like when you were like I'm doing my thing like how did the rest of family react to your choice I think honestly um I don't think they necessarily acted because I always was the um I don't want to say the fireball in my in my drink and actual fireball, but <laughs> I think I was just um, I think everybody knew that I was gonna like flourish and grow and do my own thing. I mean, it, just even as a kid, I was very much of like as like my parents trying to like I said like herd the cattle. Here I am like wandering off and like doing something either bad or just curious about something like I would get lost in Costco all the time <laughs> because I would see something and I'd be like I want to go do that for the next five minutes and then I'll return back to the five of them you know at the cafe whatever eating Costco pizza which also is amazing I need to stop shouting out all these brands because I'm like none of these are being sponsored but anyway it's like well now I got goals <laughs> 
Hey, so I think my family has always seen that I'm one um, changed phone number address away from literally deleting them all from my life. Oh. Um, not because I'm mean or because that's the case, but I just truly am like, I want this and it's going to happen. And I have to focus every ounce of my body into this thing. And so I think they've all been like, well, let's try to keep some type of relationship with her because she's the one that's going to snap and not going to care. That's the Sagittarius in me, which I'm fully like at 28 now. I'm like, okay, I will claim all these signs and things because I used to not read up on horoscopes, but I, the more I read into it, and I don't believe it, but as far as like it's my <laughs> idol, but I <laughs> yes, believe it in a sense I'm like, oh my God, this is me. <laughs> like, So I think they've always try to keep me in but um I think it's getting more and more I don't want to say toxic but it's getting to the point where it's just like we are not or my siblings and I clearly have healing to do individually and so my the way I live my life is very organized I'm a goal oriented I gotta get it done and I have to excel and so that leaves very little room for literally feelings um, of others <laughs> or of other people's trauma and sometimes that can come off very inconsiderate and people can feel personally attacked as though I don't care but um, just being a student an athlete and the sacrifices that I had to make of like, listen, do you want to go to meet a champions or do you want to have a good yeah. time tonight? And so I would always just separate the two and be like, no, I'm going to go home and go to bed at nine o'clock so that tomorrow morning at practice, I can get it right, get it and perform basically. So that's how I live my life. And so with my family, I've had to do that. And so I don't think, I think everyone knew it was coming when we had these moments and the big moment that we did have as well. Um, but I think we healed from it, and I think they know that on the drop of a dime, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm ready to go. To the point where they're like, oh, come home. Because I used to come home for Christmas for, like, two weeks because I worked oh. in athletics. So it was yeah. like, we got oh, yeah, two for weeks school. off. Yeah, 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 like, they're not going to, like, go to work. I mean, I would, go, I would go to work. But I it became a week, two weeks, then one year is one week. Then it was three days. And now it's just like, I'm in the house for a day with my friends for three days. I come back to the house for a day. Like, so they've seen how I've just progressed in, in managing my time with them. And um, I do feel bad because like my, my dad's one wish is like, you know, I want to make sure all my kids get along when I'm gone. You know, the guilt starts to come around when they start to get old mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so I was like, I'll be around, but like, we might be throwing hands. <laughs> Not what the holidays are about, but exactly. So I don't know. I don't think it's, I think they, um, we haven't worked through that, that moment of knowing that like, you know, is she going to be here or not? Cause I really could just dip out for my own yeah. sanity, to be honest. Well, there's two sides to that because you, I'm with you. You have to deeply protect yourself and know as we grow, we're adults, like once you have your children, I think it's 18 years. Granted, we still lean on my parents for like a lot of emotional support or whatever. And then we are deeply independent. You know, number two core value for me is independence. Right. Um, except from dogs. And uh, so you, you, you just, you grow up to be your own person. And I don't yeah. think in our, in American culture, that's really true. Oh, actually in a lot of cultures, like, and that's one beautiful, like identifying unifying point for all cultures is that like family's deeply important. You show up, you stay together. A lot of cultures, you live together until you're married. And yeah. it's like, yeah. like, thank God I, you know, I am American and that wasn't expected because <gasps> no one would be a survivor at the Olsen household. Um, 
but it's <laughs> it's this conversation of like it's okay to be a different kind of adult and still love your family and love them yeah. from here and know that it's it's more destructive if we are together until that healing happens and every yeah. family i don't care who you are what you come from what have you as you grow up you're damaged in some capacity the 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 amount of damage definitely varies deeply and greatly um but the the family dynamics need healing time no matter what like yeah no matter what so and i think it takes time oh for sure and the more you try and force it the worse it is a hundred percent hundred percent like and it's a managing thing i feel like everyone's like okay we got it down because you know not to like in my early 20s because i'm still i only have one more year of my 20s but it's fine it only gets um, better i promise it gets better I, i'm ready for 30 like no i, I know you are I, I think i'm ready for 40 to be honest you've been claiming 30 for a while so like just let it be i have i think it's just the sadness of letting go of not being like oh i'm 25 like, like but i think even now like you know, five years ago, I thought we managed our siblinghood and even with my parents, which that's a whole different dynamic. And even my extended family, you think you get to a point where like, wow, that was a really great Christmas. That was a really great Thanksgiving. And then the next year, it's like nothing of that piece ever existed. It's yeah. because people change. And I know for me, I change like, and you've seen it every six months, like every six months, I am not only a new person, but I'm like leveling up and like yeah. making note of it. And so I think that's hard for my family sometimes when I come home and they're like, oh, like you don't like to lounge around anymore. Like you like to go out and do whatever. And I'm like, yeah. But then another Christmas I come home and I'm like half depressed because of work or whatever the case. And I do want to lounge around. It's like yeah. simple things, but they don't see me. So it's like they get accustomed to the last person that I was when they did see me. And so that's another factor to always, I think, keep in mind is that it's not that your family is this way. It's that they're just trying to keep up with you. If you're a person like us where you're moving and changing, you're growing, you're shifting, you're doing all these things, um, they want a little piece of you. So I'm like, okay, well, that's their version of love. So I have to at least appreciate that, but know that like a new boundary is almost always going to have to be put down until I get to an age where I'm just like, F it, here I am, <laughs> like, whatever, everything goes. I don't think I'll ever get to that. I'm I was going to say, I don't maybe when you're at the White House, you can kick back maybe. and a fleet of humans under you. Um, I'll, uh, I'll manage security. Actually, I'll just have Cleo do security and I'll just be there yes. like, decorating the tree or something. Um, Listen, <laughs> but running I, up and down the front deck gate. I can see it now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. They'll be like, whose friend is, what is she doing? There's some girl in a turmeric and tequila shirt on the, on the, on the White House lawn. Can we get her out of here? Um, <laughs> for real. <laughs> Seriously. But her Botox looks great. We just want to note that. Um, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. Well, I think the key piece in all this, though, is there is constant evolution and, and it's personality. Some people are, it's never enough. You're constantly striving. And I think that is in people like us in our DNA and like that, hence, you know, Division One athletes and all these things. Like, I don't think that pattern ever really like has completion, which is fine. And some people are more laid back and their blood pressure is probably lower and they can maintain yeah. happiness easier. Like, it's all give and take. The key piece in all yeah. of it is the communication of saying, here's how I feel. I can't be home because of this, or I have a boundary here because this is my goal and this isn't mentally healthy for me to be here or for you right. to be both ways. Um, so I would encourage anyone kind of approaching these decisions to communicate as gracefully as possible. Cause it's not like I hate you right. and I never see you again. Like we're still blood, we're still family or even if it's right. a worker or a boyfriend or whatever, it's, this is what I need in this time to take care of me so I can show up yeah. better down the road. Yeah. Um, 
But that can hurt people's feelings. And that's what oh, I've learned. That's what I'm saying. When you grace. take that time, that selfish time, and that's the space that I've been living in right now. And I definitely feel like in the future, I'll come out of it and be like, now I can deal with family trauma or whatever the case may be and deal with it. But like, I think people love to talk about setting boundaries and doing this and doing that to keep your peace. But also you have to figure out yourself as well in that moment. And sometimes that is just like, just reclining away from everybody and being like, I have to sort this out. Like being home all the time. I'm like, I do not have a morning routine. And I never knew I didn't have a morning routine until this pandemic. And yeah. so I have to take that time, but I, there's no way for me in my brain, I can take that time and then worry about what my sisters feel about our relationships on a day-to-day -day basis. I can't do it. I'm like, let's, <laughs> let's schedule a Zoom call in six months. And they're like, you're so corporate. And I'm just like, that's the way my brain has to function for me to grow in these next coming months. Like, yeah. I know it's probably a little bit cold, but you have to literally take that time and enjoy that journey. Because, you know, as a student athlete, even going, because I always re reference that to every part of my life, because I feel like we're superhumans at a very young age that people have no idea how to do. Um, but I was like, there's no way I could have been, you know, at practice focusing on something and then thinking about something else. Your brain just can't do it all. And that's no. what causes major anxiety, depression, and all these things because your brain is overloaded. And so now that I'm in a space where I'm managing that relationships with my family, sorry, y'all, you go in a category. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't do both. Can't do the, both. It's I, exactly. And the, the student athlete thing is such a major situation early on. Like you have so, like I, when I think back to my experience, it was obviously one of the best things I've ever committed to. I knew as a young human, like I was trying, not always, a lot of times I trained to channel that, 18 year old self. Cause like, I was just, I knew what I wanted at 18. Now mm -hmm. at 40, I'm like, la la, let's pet some dogs. We'll figure it out. But <laughs> no, we're a little dialed in, but, but I was clear. And like, I was down for the work, but it's like a full-time job. Plus you have study, hour, study hours, yeah, nutrition. We didn't really know them, but you're worried about what you're eating, how you're sleeping. Yeah. Do your, can you show up to reform? You can, you, do you make these tryouts? Did you, you know, do all, all this it. stuff and the grades had to be a certain, you know, place and some classes Say are 7am. And you get home at 2 a.m. Like it's, it's so much, but what a phenomenal experience um, yeah. to get that life sure. set early on and to get to know how you react in those scenarios. The best thing, money, time, energy I've ever spent is life coaches, uh, therapy sessions. I mean, however you package them, uh, right. the, the therapy girl I worked with, she's like, I'm not a therapist anywhere. It's some new modality. I can't remember what it is, but for right. conversation's sake, it's, it's finding out like, Oh wait, this is important to me. And now mm -hmm. I can get my shit together so I can be a better sister, girlfriend, brother, family, whatever to you. And right taking that space to do that. I, it, I don't think at least in my family, that wasn't like a celebrated conversation. Like here's what no. you, it's just like, no, here's what you do. You fall in line. Yeah, no, seriously. Well, I think like I said, it takes away from people's uh, input or feeling in your life. And that's what family is. It's just like, as much as your individuals, like you're woven in together, literally yeah. biologically, or even just the structure of your home, everybody's such a part of each other's lives for what, 18 plus years that it's just like, oh, now you want to break apart? It's just like, are you mad? It's just like, no, we need to. And even with my parents who are now in this phase of discovering their own identity without kids, they're having a tough time too because I see them wanting to do this and that. And I'm just like, my dad went to Nashville for Thanksgiving. I know, sorry, pandemic odds. He shouldn't have went. But still, like- I won't tell. He went and didn't tell me. And I was just like, you can't travel without telling me. And in my mind, I was like, girl, the audacity. Like yeah. you would go to like 
I would travel around the country, like doing whatever. And my dad would be like, I saw you were in like Dallas and Austin over the, like the last month and a half. And I'm just like, oh yeah, that was a little trip. So it's just like, you know, it's everyone, I think, realizing that they don't have an input in each other's lives that I think that's when it gets a little tricky. Cause it's just like, y'all it's okay. Like I yeah. can do things and not tell you and it's not for your benefit or against your benefit. It's just what it is. It's my own life. When you just, again, you just communicate that, manage expectation, and also know that we're, as you move away, you're living different lives. So like trauma or tragedy or great things can happen or kids or marriages or death or things can happen. So when you come back together, you are a changed person. Yeah. And you got to remember that you are your parents. Like it's going to be, it is, the genetics are strong and real. And so there's, yeah. there's tendencies, like when you see they do something and it's cringy to you, it's probably because it's within you and you do the same thing or something similar. Yeah. Yeah, and 100%. It's a deep self-awareness you have to have that it is going to be that way. Um, yeah. So the grace is really important. Like I would always suggest, and this is why I say graceful disruption, keyword on the graceful, because you can't just kick down the door like the Kool-Aid man and have a conversation and be like, I'm out, fuck this, F this, da, da, da. like, even though that's what I would do, now yes, we're learning. I have done that. Like, so, and I'm learning. I'm like, mm, even though it's rightfully so, it does some damage. Like, yeah. it, you know, like no yeah. one's saying you're wrong, but it's like you could have just, you know, lightened up on the F bomb. And it's just like, all right, I'm getting the hell up out of here. Like, yeah. well, <laughs> it doesn't hit as hard. You think about, exactly, you think about what, what do you want them to hear, see, and yeah. feel? Like, if you're, you know, choking them, it's going to be like, well, I'm just pissed off. I'm trying to choke you back. Versus, right. this made me feel a certain way. I'm grown now. Here's what I want to do. And they could still disagree. Fine. But at least yeah. you're going to have a conversation and, and find some grounding understanding of, like, here's where we're coming in. And let's pause yeah. on this relationship for right now. So maybe down the road in six months, a year, whatever, then we're all in harmonious state and we can have a remember, memorable holiday in the right way. Yeah. Well, you're relearning everybody. That's the thing about, I feel like, I don't want to be like the young person, like, I'm growing up. Yeah. But um, you really have to relearn everybody and their communication styles. Like, what works for me, like, I'm not a yeller unless I'm at that point. Um, but my brother is a yeller. And so when I would just be soft-spoken and do my little comments or rightfully speak up for myself it was going right over him and until we had a full-on argument which I didn't like because it, it gave me it, it lessened my energy and I felt depleted afterwards um it was loud and clear like a I'm not the one <laughs> but then it also was kind of like I'm not, not like a primal it's like it was just more of like she's going to stand up and like now she's, I don't want to say speaking my language by yelling, but now we're on the same ground of like communication, which is not healthy. Of course, right. I would prefer to have a calm conversation, but I had to learn like if we're yelling, he can hear me, but I, I don't yell. So that's not my language. So it's about really observing in my dad's the opposite way. He's a soft spoker. So when we would argue and I'd be like, why aren't you paying attention or seeing what's going on? And then one day I was like, let me just have a conversation with him and he was like, oh, I didn't know you felt that way. And I'm like, oh, because he's not a yeller. He's a soft-spoken man who just wants to have a conversation in the most, like, neutral way for you to understand that. But you have to really observe that with your family as you keep growing and shaping. Or even if you're at your point of this is who I am, that, not, that may not be other people's communication level or style. And that's something, again, it's a continuous managing relationship 
relationship um, that I have to give respect to and not think like, oh, it's just my annoying brother, you know, who used to like grab my ears in the back of our like suburban. It's like, no, he's a grown man, <laughs> like with grown yeah. man feelings and grown man tendencies. And I have to do the work to communicate to him because he's my brother and I do love him at the end of the day. But I have problems with other siblings. I don't want to just shout him out. But yeah. <laughs> so. Well, it's all, I think because we are blood, you assume like we are all going to get along and we are similar, but you can be completely different humans and right. bleed the same. But, and yeah. keeping in mind, like, I mean, everybody's got their own family story, but I would say generally speaking, family is the most important thing. So it's worth it to take time, figure out your stuff, have those hard, awful conversations and no, nothing's going to get you like family. The only people, I'm not a heated person like, like you, I'd rather have a hard conversation, what have you. I'm only going to like rage out when I have to meet and you've like pulled the last string. Like that's really right. not my vibe. No, Even if like right. someone's coming at me on the street, like eh, I'll def always defend when I have to, but, but yeah, nobody pulls the strings like family and they will get you in a space you don't want to get to like, yeah, hundred percent. And mm. it's not, I've learned, I'm like, Ooh, I feel, cause I feel terrible. You yeah. feel drained. You feel yeah. like you not like let down the family name, but like, yeah, you feel like we weren't a team anymore. And that's when I was like, okay, I have to manage this cause this will forever be my team and my support system in whatever way we decide how it's going to work if they support me and I support them. Um, but you feel worse, I think, with family when it doesn't go the way it's yeah. supposed to. Yeah. And it's literally, it's evolving. And even with my aunts and uncles, because I'm one of five and then I have, uh, my dad's side has nine siblings and my mom is one of, I think like 14 or 15. <laughs> so it's just like, and my, both of them are the oldest of their their families so it's just mm -hmm. like geez like everybody's parents take a rest <laughs> like yeah. you know what I mean so it's tough Stop. Plus there's generational conversation there. That's like, it, it, we just, we're different generations. Like you just learn different things and you exist differently. Um, but I think the yeah. key Intel piece of that is that you do care. You care so much. It yeah. matters so much. And it's funny because you could be at work doing like crisis management. Here's how you deal with Cheryl. That's an asshole. And I don't want to <coughs> deal with her anymore, but you'll be like, let's help, sit, sit down and have a conversation and figure this out yeah. a lot. And while it's annoying, you're like, you'll figure it out because it's important. Well, the family's more important, but you wouldn't do those practices because it's weird, yeah. but that's what we need to be doing yeah well because cheryl will be gone in two to three years when you level up also that's true. the thing cheryl <laughs> yeah. is only cheryl's only useful for this one project or the one output that she puts into what you need for your you know what i mean like cheryl i only need you for marketing that's right. it like give me the collateral and i'm out but, but you know how to come to the table and solve a problem you're like exactly okay yeah. regardless of what the intentions or motives are you still know how to do it and it's the same skill set you don't apply to your family but we should yeah well, because they're there forever. That's the thing. Yeah. So it's, you get to a point where just like, I'll deal with you next Christmas or I'll deal with you at Easter or I'll deal with you the next time we're one-on-one. -on -one. With Cheryl, it's like, Cheryl, I'm going to see you every Monday at nine. You know what I mean? Like, we got to get this together because I can't, yeah. I physically can't ignore you. Yeah. So yeah. managing that, I think, because I do that. And people are always like, Claire, we love having you in the office, not to like to my own harm, but I'm a good yeah. office teammate, you know? And so a lot of the times, when I tell people about my family and the dynamics, not that I go negative. I, I love, I talk positively about my family. Of course, like anybody should don't put your business out there, people, but, um, it's a different dynamic and I manage yeah. it very differently because they will be there forever and we have yeah. the last name and then it's just a lot. So it's different true. relationships, but I think you could definitely try both to balance, but it's hard. 
I just say communication and like, uh, you know, particularly this year when you really start to realize how important the days we had when we w- we all could be together, my mind's kind of thinking like, cause I've had a couple of friends and like, well, I'm not going home. And I'm like, well, of course, cause of COVID, but if it wasn't COVID, you know, it's like, well, I'm not going home. And I'm like, well, damn, what if it's your last Thanksgiving? Like I've had some young friends like pass away, you know, 24, 25. And it's like, what if it's your last time? And I'm thinking like, man, yeah. you just got to show up. But then on the flip side, I'm like, what if it was awful and you shouldn't have been there? And it's, that was the last time. Like, it's better that there was probably yeah. space there versus like an eruption. So you really got to like think through that and like be clear on what your intentions are, what you want to say, why you can't show or why you do yeah. want to show and, and feel secure in that and know that bottom line, you've got to protect yourself and get your own shit together in yeah. order to show up better. Well, that's why I think you have to manage individual relationships, which I think is why I'm good at my job. <laughs> but yeah. also because it's just like, I know if I'm going to ignore everybody for Christmas or um, I feel like I'm so blunt. People are like, oh my God, does she hate her family? It's like, no, I don't. I just really am big about boundaries because I'm I'm an emotional person as well. And um, I live across the country from my family. So it's just like, I'm probably going to spend money, time. Like I fly into Philly. I take the train up to Jersey. It's a whole operation, which I would do any day for my family. But it's just like, I want every aspect of the holidays to be just as joyous as this just literally commute and so for me i've made it a point of saying you know what if everyone collectively gets on my nerves because you know how family get people change when grandpa's in the room or they change because aunt (laughs) margaret is just yeah yeah like aunt margaret is just out for me like you know what i mean or whatever the case may be um i've made it a point to have individual relationships with everybody in my family and not categorize them but put in my mind to say okay Grandma needs a call to feel good about being alive or my sisters need a call because they need female empowerment and boosting. My brother needs a call to make sure that he's loved and appreciated. And um, there's some type of emotion there because we're very similar, we're very, but different at the same. And so it's really figuring out, okay, like, are you just there to play the role of a seat at the table essentially because you know big families just like everyone has their seat dad sits yeah. at the head of the table mom sits next you know siblings sit over here grandma's at the end of the table everyone's watching if she's asleep or not the, everyone plays a role i think at these dinners and it's important for me to say okay if i don't show up because collectively you all get on my nerves i know that individually you all know that i love you we have this type of relationship whether that's a six-month call a weekly call a once a year visit three times a year visit there's some type of like not metric of our relationship but we're both meeting that and it's a healthy exchange and so for me I was just like I'm gonna skip Christmas probably for the next three years I'm not even gonna lie um but I know that the work that I'm gonna now have to do with all these individual because it's a lot of people in my family but the work that I now have to do individually with all these people I'm gonna have to measure it and scale it so that it fits my lifestyle but it also makes me feel as though I'm not really missing anything like I know when someone did good at school or my cousin's going to graduate or, you know, something of that. So I know all this information because I physically can call them or I I understand where they're at and we understand where each other is at, but that's taking being a bigger person and figuring out what that looks like so that when you do say F Christmas, nobody's hurt (laughs) because everybody either knows your business individually or they know the level of annoyance that you're at and they respect that. And they say, it's okay because I talked to you last week and you're in a good place and it's okay if I don't see you. So 
it's tough. And I think that's a lot for people to just, because some people will do the opposite, where it's just like, I just want to get it over with. I want to see these 15 people for two hours. I want to get drunk at the end and leave. And that's people's, like, time for their family. And it's healthy for some, but for me, I'm like, but those two hours feel like three years for me. Yeah. And they're draining. And, it, and, it, and I go home, I used to go home and feel like, I had to get over my family for two or three months, like emotionally. I had to get over them just for another holiday to roll around for me to have to then get over them again. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, manage relationships and ex- expectations and show up when you want. Like, Boom. that's my new model. <laughs> no, well said. I think the, the the main takeaway out of that is that individual personal relationship management and just building those individually. I think that's so huge because then nobody takes it personal. They understand exactly where you're at. But if they all get together, they're not like, well, Claire's an asshole. She didn't want to come. They're like, well, no, actually, I just talked to her. Da, da, da. And everyone yeah. kind of knows. And someone like, vouches for you. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's all true. And, and the, the thing is, it can feel selfish to, to not show up. And it's way more work to individually, you know, keep these other relationships individually afloat. However, that's the whole point. That's a family, like that time and energy is worth it. And it's a task. And like you just said, it's, it's being the bigger person, but it's worth it. It's mutually beneficial. It's good for everybody that way. That's why we are family and why we have to work hard to, to figure this balance out. Yeah. No, yeah. And I think for people on the other side, and I've gained better relationships with some of my aunts because they didn't understand me for the longest time. Just a little bit of background. My dad's side is white. My mom's side is African. Um, and so there's a lot of cultural things that I think never were understood or even taught. Um, just because I grew up very much thinking that like everybody's parents are like different colors or different backgrounds or have different cultures. Like in my mind, it wasn't crazy for me to walk up to, you know, my choir rehearsal and my white dad dropped me off. Like, I'm like, oh, that's just my dad. Like it didn't register to me. And so, um, getting deeper into that even and and having to now manage these relationships with essentially white women um that I never viewed as white women I always thought they were just my aunts like it never registered to me and I don't know if other mixed kids understand this dynamic but you grow in a healthy household I grew up and I was just like there's just male and female people that are my aunts and uncles I see them at my birthday I see them at Christmas and it's great and as I grew up I was like Mm, we don't live the same life. You don't see the same things that I see. And you're my aunt still. Like, it was very hard for me to connect those bridges. And so now that I'm managing those relationships and proudly identifying as a Black woman, it was very hard sometimes to have those relationships because I was just like, you don't even understand my world. How can I get along with you for two hours at Christmas or whatever many times? And so once we kind of broke that barrier and had very tough and blatant conversations and blunt conversations, because, you know, I'm like, well, you're white. <laughs> Maybe like, but we love you. And I'm like, I know that's the problem. Like, I don't know how to manage that feeling because the world doesn't say the same thing that you tell me in our home. Um, and so once I kind of got over that hump, it helped me to actually heal outside of my personal life and how I manage relationships with my friends. Um, it, it helped me, but that was a struggle to manage that relationship with people that um, now I saw as humans. And so it's tough. And I get, I, I think just in, in this talking about how we set these boundaries, a big part of I think even realizing where the boundary is, is realizing who are the people on the other side of that boundary and really knowing who they are, not saying like, it's my annoying aunt. Like, no, it's my aunt 
whatever. And she does these things. She has these habits. These are the lifestyle that she's lived. These are the decisions that she makes. This is how she identifies as a woman, as a mother, as a boss, as a whatever. Can I like this person and set this boundary? And I think a lot of times people just don't want to like that person. And the boundary is, it doesn't even matter at that point. It's just you not liking that person. So yeah. again, managing relationships. Well, yes, yeah, so well said. It, you, and it kind of goes back to where we initially started of everyone's experience is different. So the way I grew up and experienced the world is different than you, different than my brother, different than everyone. And we always have to go back to understanding like we don't look through the same eyes. We don't walk no. in the same pair of shoes. And sometimes it's extraordinarily different. Sometimes it's somewhat similar, whatever. But it's that conversation. And I think a lot of people get wrapped up in, well, they just don't like it or they're just an asshole or whatever. Oh, it's because it's victim yeah. mentality. The world's happening yeah. to me blah 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 and it's it is hard i mean there's no harder conversation than there's hard conversation which i'm here for and like whatever but it's even harder when it's family because it's so touchy and potentially hurtful to both sides and it's hard and it's just so worth it if you can just get it and set the tone that now this is the expectation that we communicate around things it's really yeah. hard and i will say i do think it's newly generational i don't know a lot of families and this could just be my experience um that grew up talking and being super open. Maybe there are. Um, <laughs> I see these, Yeah, somewhere. <laughs> but I, I think widely, I think it's a massive unifying point that most people would be like, ooh, F the holidays. Like my family's yeah. crazy, this and that. And I don't say it negatively, but I genuinely think most of humanity doesn't want to do the family holiday craziness because it is so much. And no one's talking about what they really want or need. No. I mean, so you suck it up because it's just like, we're only, yeah. my dad is very much like that where, you know, he grew up in North Jersey, you know, very strict Catholic, not strict Catholic parents, but um, the background was very much of like kids are seen and not heard. Like that's literally what my dad used to tell us when we were kids. And it just, of course, didn't work out because I'm just like, Look at I'm, us now. Singing. <laughs> I'm like, that's nice, a nice saying, but I'm going to belt down the hallway after seven o'clock because my dad had a strict like no noise policy after a certain time in our house. Girl, oh. it was a mess. Wow. Yeah. Greatest man of my life, though. He's my hero. But oh, for sure. Even now, I'm like, why is it after 7 o'clock I just don't like noise? And I'm like, oh, well, look at that trauma creeping into my life. <laughs> what did I say? You are your parents. Yeah, I exactly. go to your house and you're like, no TV, no this. And I was like, oh, and you walk into my house and there's like, oh, stimulus <laughs> overload. I'm like, how do you handle being at my house? She's like the dogs. I'm like, okay. I'm just like, well, I get life when I go to your house. I'm like, yes, yes. there's life. But I'm like, I'm going home. <laughs> I need to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> But no, he was very the same way where like he just carried down these tra traditions from his father and his father's father and all those things. And he never really questioned. And I think it was because he now had brown children and we brought different things from learning from our friends and all these things. And I think culture really disrupts um, just those toxic family traditions that are passed down as you start mixing and not mixing like that, but just as you start living life and marrying different ethnicities or whatever the case may be, that's yeah. the beauty of culture. But my dad had to get to a certain point where we were telling him, like, listen, like, we're not enjoying the holidays. This is before there's all this dissonance in my family, just the stuff that we would do at holidays. And he'd be like, well, you know, Christmas, you just go there and you show up and you put up with it and you leave. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. And we were like, no, <laughs> like, you're supposed to go to holidays, have a great time with your families, drink. Because my, my family, we carol at Christmas, too, which is, again, another podcast. And yes. <laughs> I'd be like, we can't un enjoy any of this because we have to just sit there and listen to conversations that are not good for the table, politics, race, mm. like the world. And I'm just like, we have to A, stop talking about these things, enjoy the holiday. But it broke, we have to 
break that mold out of my dad. And once he was just like, all right, let me let you guys run a Christmas or let's be open to enjoying it. He was like, that was the best Christmas of my life. <laughs> and I'm like, you could have done this years ago, but it's true that you are your parents. And I think you pass down how holidays are treated um, because they think in their mind, I'm supposed to be miserable. It's, it's like, you don't know that it seems miserable until you're like, wow, like we've been doing the same thing year after year. No one's enjoying it. The best part is presents because that's the only excitement you get sometimes at holidays. And so I think it's just toxicness being passed down at the root level of it. And I don't believe in that. Well, it's once a year. Yeah, but like it doesn't have to be once a year. No, like, What is Christmas about? Not that, not about <laughs> fighting and checking boxes and just getting there and getting out. But again, older generation, I think you could apply this to anything. It's yeah. like, this is how we do it. This is how it's done. This is how we're going to do it. And younger yeah. generation is like, mm, no mm. thanks. I'm going to go in the park and read a haiku and sip a fruitini. Like, like mm, okay. Fruitini, so a whole bottle of Hennessy like i'm not oh, yeah. doing this this year like, you know i don't drink fruitinis i have a, an engraved flask full of good tequila like, but i was like where's the casamigos like yeah you already know i just want to brand myself as a dainty flower um we all know it's not true uh, by the way am i old enough to be one of your great white aunts no <laughs> no no, no. I tease, I tease. Not. No, it's hilarious. Um, but no, I really champion it. And that's why I, I just hope like these conversations can carry on to whatever generation's listening. Um, and just like have that initial, just open the door of like, man, this could be better. And we all of our days are numbered. I don't care if you're 25 or 200. Like we got to make these days count. And, and a, 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 a live and a well, you know, grounding piece of like remember what you had like I know you wanted all these things for 2020 but this year we really appreciated what we, what we have right now because yep. it's all been taken away yep. um 100% the conversation has to start so many good things around family I love that I want to dig in a little bit to just boundaries in general yep. um it's it's been so funny because this for my personal experience uh 2020 has been so dividing we we really haven't been able to connect you know with our friends in our normal situations um fitness whatever again you start to appreciate those things and I, for some reason this past year, like I have had to, I don't know if clean out's the right word, but like let go of some friendships. And I am someone like when you just said you're good about cutting peace, I really realized, holy shit. Cause I am like, when I, if you're in my world, you're in it. Otherwise you're not. And it's all good. But I never, I don't yeah. carry a grudge or anything like that. But as I've unpacked some things, I'm like, actually, no, that was effed up. I should have unfollowed, unfriended you or whatever it is yeah. long ago. And now it started to happen. And I'm like, wait, I am a people pleaser on that level. I did want to just maintain it, even though I should have like broken that up a long time ago. Yeah. Um, where, when did that sort of boundary outside of your family? When did you start to really feel that and be like, okay, this is important for me? Yeah, I think for me, it started to happen when um, I um, would start, I think more coming out of college, to be honest. And um, how do I say this? I'm very blunt, clearly. And so I started to realize that how I would say things sometimes, and this is something that I'm still working on every single day, um, how I would say things wouldn't necessarily break people because I don't think I'm a breaker of hearts, um, but it would be traumatic to other people. And to me, I'm logically being like, you know, I would have a friend from college or something and, you know, the post-college relationships never really last, just friendships even. And so I'd get to a point where I'd be like, well, you're just a fake person. Like in my logic, I'm just like, I'm just telling you like 
why our friendship is not going well. This is the corporate of me and just being like, you know, I never see you. You only hit me up for whatever reasons. Like you're kind of a fake person in my opinion. And I would be so grounded in that, even if I was justified. Um, or I felt I was justified. And so I saw those relationships and they were relationships that had to go anyways. Yeah. Um, Cause I am a good friend on the other, part, other side of it. You'll yeah. attest to that. Yes. Um, but I, once I started really breaking off relationships that did not serve me, um, I realized how much of a trauma that I was putting myself through as well as other people. And so that's when I started to realize, like, I need to work on not just cutting people off because that was my habit before. I think I'm in the opposite spectrum of I don't really hold on to things because it I I start to itch when people literally annoy me. And yeah. so what I would used to do is be like, well, I don't like this. So you're cut from my life. Like my friends always be like, if I don't like something, it's, it doesn't even exist anymore. You're not in my world. Bye. Like, it's a cold turkey thing. Like, I, that's why with diets and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, I can stop eating chicken tomorrow. And then I just stop eating chicken. Like, I'm very hot and cold. And I've so once I started realizing that I don't necessarily want to lose um, people in my life the way I used to just cut them out, um, boundaries became a, a healthier way for me to understand, like, Let's just set boundaries and create new relationships within these friendships that are either problematic or have some dissonance to them and see, like, do they flourish with those boundaries versus you just really exiting my whole entire life? Because um, I had a, in high school, I had a best friend and we had a really bad falling out and we now reconnected, like, best of friends now, like, love her to death, but it was very traumatic for me because I remember I said some nasty things. I literally got out of character and it was literally a hot and cold cutoff. And so I started doing that, like I said, in college and it became my habit of like, if we have a big enough fight that I don't like you anymore, I'm going to cut you off. And so I learned that boundaries was a healthy way for me to keep pushing through and keep like being in the game um and also growing as individuals as a person of being like you know this gets on your nerves but it's not the end all the be all when it comes to maintaining this relationship and actually maybe it would help the both of you to either gain more patience or extend more grace or take in a little bit less grace or um maybe try a new communication style, just trying and trying to figure out things of how to better manage that relationship. And so once I saw that people were really disappearing out of my life because I chose them, like I'm talking about like, you're cut, I blocked your number, you blocked on DM, all your friends that know me, they're also blocked. I've wow. warned them to not mention your name around me. I've warned people, I, your mom is out of my phone. I've had a nice conversation with her. Like I'm talking about the full like, Detox. It is gone. Okay. Like wow. acquisitions. Like like no no coming back for it. And I was like, that's really unhealthy. And it also not to be like I care what other people think, but it also made my friends very on edge sometimes when yeah. we would have conflict to be like, well, I don't want to lose. Like I don't want to be cut out your life if we get into an argument. Or I felt this. And they'd be not timid of me, but it would be very much of like we don't want to have any conflict because I I do love our friendship. And I'm like, I don't like that fear that my friends now have if something goes wrong in our relationship so I had to do some work and figuring out how can I maintain the friendships that I love and that I need because um, of their support system whatever our relationship was and boundaries was the and I'm saying like boundaries is like a, like a pill or something but creating those things and figuring out like 
how can I better manage relationships so I can grow, that person can grow, and we can have a better relationship. And I've had better relationships, I think, ever since I've kind of figured that out. But I still have had to say, like, this friendship, this relationship does not serve me. And the boundaries that we have to put in place to make it work are either toxic to me or taking me out of my character um, and also just changing the dynamic of who I am as a person and my values. You no longer serve me, so it's best that we just cut ties. Like, it's very much of like that. And it's peaceful now. Yeah. It's not, because I'll try, but I'm like, you just can't be here. And so once I figured that out, I think it's been better. <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's an evolving process. It never really ends. And also each relationship is different. Each human's different. So you have to, it's like a coach. You can't approach every player the same. Um, but I will say I, I'm kind of, I, I'm on like the ex extreme opposite of that. And yet similar where I would like, we don't need to have this whole fight. We won't have this conversation. Like I just this year for the first time I said, I'm sorry, this friendship's no longer serving me. And even saying that to me is a little bit like cringy Hallmark card, like, but it's real and you need to say it. But I've always just been like, like, so I'd be like, yeah, it's all good. But then I would do what you do where I just phase out. And like, I, I won't, I mean, I'll kind of entertain it. I'll like let it slowly trickle away. I do no but, entertainment. No, it's a cold. Like they find out they're blocked and they're shocked. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> I'm like, when right. I said I was done, I was done. When I said no at a Carabas at dinner, because I don't like you, you were cut that night. You were cut in the Uber, actually. Carabas. <laughs> like, dude, first of all, get out of the chain retailers. We got to go, go shop small. Um, but it's. But I think that actually is, I think there's some beauty to that where at least it's up front and there's no games where I was kind of like, eh, we don't really want to know because I didn't want to deal with it. But I think both sides, what's in common there is that you just don't want to deal with it. So you're done. And that's not realistic really for anything. No, like we not. can do that, you know, as younger humans or whatever. But like, if you want to be married, if you want to be part of a long-term, you know, job, relationship, yes. anything, that's never realistic. Because guess what? We are also annoying. And I not, yes. I mean, everybody but us is annoying and people are annoyed with us. And if they've got to yeah. provide some grace to be like, you're an asshole, but I love yeah. you. Let's talk about it. You have to, it has to be reciprocal and there's got to be reciprocity for yeah. something and real. And that's what I felt. I was like, I had to do some reflection as well. Cause I know that's my strength and my weakness is being able to, um, that discernment of being like, this doesn't serve me. This does like, I'm very analytical when it comes to stuff like that, because I am an emotional creature and I go hard for things, whether that's loving or hating or whatever. Um, and I've had to do that self work and I'm still doing that self work. And I think, I, I think I'm growing a little bit, but <laughs> it's, you know, I just started to seeing, I just started to see the damage that it was doing um, of me not coming to terms with that. And plus there was a little bit of shame of being like, dang, I am that person who goes off or I am that person who cuts people off. And I didn't feel good about it. But I also realized like, this is something that like, is going to change in a different way, but it's probably not going to die from me. Like, I'm always going to be like, this is not it. I'm good. But if I could find a way to have a middle ground of being like, this doesn't work for me, but if we spend this much percentage of energy in it, maybe it's livable. Maybe I can get through it and maybe I can gain some things. But I think even when you said saying things don't serve you because sometimes things aren't always serving you as in like you're getting sometimes serving me is even like I'm giving things you know what I mean I'm giving energy I'm giving laughs I'm giving a good time I'm giving knowledge to a girlfriend who needs help like those are things that I want to give but like sometimes the things that you give still can't serve you in fulfilling a friendship or a relationship that does not work for you and your lifestyle or how you are and your values and so I think people think like 
like, well, I'm not, it's not serving me. Like, it's all about me. And it's just like, no, like, I'm also a giver of my friendships, of my time, of my ability to listen and things of that nature. And I'm like, if me hearing your issues and giving you that advice drains me, it is no longer serving me. It's only serving you. And that's not a relationship. That's just not. Completely agree. You can chalk it up. Everything, bottom line for my business humans and everyone alike, everything is opportunity cost. You have X amount of energy. If you're giving it up here, it's not going somewhere else. And sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. And I just said that the actual phrase of like, it's not serving me. It it was just a lot for me to like, it sounds like a self-help book. That is, I'm not here to hate on it, but it just, it's not (laughs) branding around. It was just a lot for me. Maybe it's just me. But now that I've got into it on the, on the flip side of that, just like we talked about our family, here for it space grace let's talk about it and sometimes there's just straight up time to be like this is no longer serving me i need to let you go i am letting you go and that's it because you're blocking the end game of what's going on and i'm probably not serving you either yeah but sometimes if you are though sometimes you're serving people exactly what they need and i think like that's a parasite though like a barnacle on a whale like that 100 percent. but sometimes even like Things serve you in a season as well, which people don't realize sure. either. It's just like, this is just a season of my life that it, this was great. This is wonderful. But now you're like, this no longer works. And it's okay to pull back and be like, you know, we have to separate. And people, are, again, people get shocked when you take yourself out of their world. It's, it's like the audacity, but it's just like, you know, like this, you know, I can't do this anymore. Like, I love you, but we do not serve each other. And if we do, you're getting more out of the deal. And, you know, I do not believe in shortcomings when it comes to deals. I want everything. <laughs> I think, no, I'm with that. I think that, well, you got to be ready to give everything then. I think I've been okay with like, you know, it's, they're a good person. It's not a big deal. Like, I just won't answer the phone anymore, whatever. Like, it's all good. Like, even in this year, it's been such a deep review to me to be like, what the actual fuck were you doing for a year or like doing all this for a business that wasn't paying for you or doing all this for a friendship where you knew they are actually not really that great of a person or teeing up these things. And like, cause I do always want to, like, I believe if you have something to give, you give it now. I believe you have something to give. You share it if it's mutually beneficial and reciprocal. Otherwise it's okay to protect your magic, protect who you are, keep, even protect your magic is a little Hallmark card. That's right up there with, you know, no, uh, but I'm here for the magic. Yeah. It's magic. is what makes you feel great when you get to a certain point of your life, to be honest, because we all know the Nadine, like you go to work, you do this, you deal with Cheryl and accounting, like (laughs) whatever the (laughs) Cheryl's in accounting, she's in marketing, but you know what I mean? You deal with these people and it's just like, I'm learning in my 28 old age, JK. Um, I'm learning that that magic is very hard to pull from. And um, I have to think back, like you said, like that 18 year old person in you, you're like, I had so much drive, I had so much ambition, I had so much focus. I pull back to the 10 year old me who that had so much imagination, so much just I still have charisma, but just that like the world is mine and everything exists and nothing exists. Like sometimes just like nothing exists. What's the point? And I'm like, that magic is so essential. And it's like, and and people can take away from that because their magic has also been taken because now you're in this new world. And so I'm like, whoever gives you magic and inspiration in your life, hold them close and keep it with you because relationships suck it out of you. Like (laughs) they, they do. So 
the way you hold your account so well said the way you hold yourself accountable and you have that self-awareness that's what you can do with other people and selfishness isn't selfish because if you're pulling back taking care of you you get back to that mag- magic your, yes. your initial agenda and then you are more purposeful for the world um so yeah. now we're going hard into the hallmark cliches but it's so important because <laughs> it's dude it's so true like if you don't yeah. get your shit together like everyone has something special to offer like oh man we are in, like the deep end but it's it's so critical and if you if i think that's where we do get lost in like i am miserable i don't want to go to christmas i just but i'm gonna do it and i have to do it. And like and then you're miserable and that carries on not just yeah. with you but like then you piss someone off on the train and then they're mad they go home they're mad at their kids because you they got in a fight with some random girl in a tumor tequila yeah. shirt on the train that was an asshole because she burned the casserole or whatever it also reaches tequila and she's like that alcoholic like, <laughs> like this no, read shit. the first word like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's so i don't know so i don't know i, I encourage anyone to take back um any piece of their selfishness i wanted to read i blessed anything about our cast i put together because i've kind of had this like questioning of like is this because now we're at home at covid and we're overthinking things as i do yeah. probably anyways um i was kind of thinking like the few things when it does get you know cut and dry of like i want this in my life like i'm intentional about having a serious relationship i'm like well, where does a man fit in my life there's no room between oh. fitness and podcast and uh, my business is all relationships so i'm like and the pups yeah, yeah. <laughs> well there's they're never going to be cut out so yeah by the time i get home all i want to do is eat pet my dog and like relax i'm not trying yeah. to do like a whole another relationship thing no. so these were kind of like some questions and i want to hear if you have like a, a checkbox but yes, this was I'm like just my quick cut to it's like when to cut ties in a, as for people or situations question one does this person or situation genuinely support you uh is this person genuinely happy for you would you call this person when in need uh when thinking about this person or situation how does your body feel and I think that's huge. People don't talk about that. Um, mm-hmm. Is this person relationship genuinely serving your life? So those are kind of my ones. I mean, and, and the basic takeaway is, are they supportive? Are they happy for you when something happens to you? Um, does your body feel good or bad when you think about them? Yeah. And, you know, it does it serve you? And I think when you, it sounds simple, but when you really think about the relationship and you drive through, drive through those questions, you're like, I would never call that person at 2 a.m. for a tire. Or, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, dim the, I dim the light when I'm around him because I don't want to feel too accomplished. And this, yeah. it, it's kind of sickening when you go, you put some relationships through those questions. Cause you're like, Oh God, this is bad. This person this does. Is, yeah. Yeah. It, and then on your good ones, you're like, yes, like, thank God for my friend, Claire, because my tires <laughs> broke down and I need fresh donuts. So I need, yes, <laughs> I need all this. Yeah, Thanks. no, I think for me, it, those all make sense. A hundred percent. Uh, definitely the one do you um what does your body feel like when you're around them um because i i'm still in this moment of forgiveness for certain people in my life and um i got to the point yesterday where i was like doing something i was like write down because i was listening to a sermon and they were like write down those people's names because even sometimes looking at their names um that's where your forgiveness essentially starts and so i wrote down all the names of the people that i just did not was not fooling with and i looked at it and i was just like hmm it doesn't sting anymore to see their name on a piece of paper or something so that was growth for me but i think you're right like body language and how you feel about them definitely is a good measure of judgment to see um what that boundary is or if they necessarily should be in your life or not and i think there's some people that of course because as much as we're like you should feel you should feel all those things included in your relationships there's some people like 
you know, like my grandma, like as much as my grandma, like, lo- like just certain things that I'm just like, grandma, I really don't want to hear about this or just cause she gets very into her medical, like diagnosis. And I'm like, yikes, don't want to hear that. Um, cause that does make me cringe and it does make my body feel weird. Um, I can't cut my grandma out. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. She's not a bad human. Um, but I think I, what I do, cause I don't necessarily have, I think like pillars of judging whether or not if, if people should be in my life or not. Um, Cause I already categorize people. I know it's judgmental, but I have to because my brain works like this. Um, so of course there's like the business friends, um, the associates, the people that I might need in the future, my siblings over there, uh, my parents, like I do that where they're in different categories and however they feel, they make me feel or however I think about them is how I then measure how our relationship is and so that might be at a 50 percent that might be at a five percent this is how my brain works of how to manage those people so I don't I don't like I don't have those things and those are all great because I think it does make you think for people who might be unaware of like who's toxic in your life and who's good in your life because you're right people are like well these are my college friends and they might be like the worst people in your life but for some reason people hold on to like history and time spent with people as a measure of how much they should be in your life and I'm like honestly y'all there's only two people in my life who could literally never be cut my grandma and my mom and my dad okay three but everybody else you could all go tomorrow <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I, no one is, is safe. Um, but I think understanding, like, okay, like, everyone could go, but, like, if we're talking about who could go at a 50%, there'd be a lot more people. Who could yeah. stay at a 75%, there'd be more people. The 5% people, I mean, it's any day now, you're blocked. So... <laughs> That's just how I work. It's just like, I don't really want to cut anybody out, but I think it's true. Like you really got to think about like, how do these people make you feel when you're around them? Yeah. Um, Cause I'm at the age that I'm at, I'm in seasons where I'm shifting and I'm growing and I'm now more in a space where I'm like, are you understanding who I'm molding myself into what I want out of my life and being graceful with the changes that I'm going to bring to you every time I see you. Cause one year I'll be super busy. Like these last six months you've been here. Like I am a different person and I needed people to understand that and give me room to not show up to the gym or not call all the time or leave a little bit early after a girl's night out or something like that and not be like, Oh, she's changing. It's just like, no, like I am changing, but I'm also, I need, I need this space right now to do these things. And so I think being, able to see people who have given you that grace during those periods is how I really managed those boundaries and kept a sane mind and sane heart of how I feel about them because sometimes I need people and sometimes I don't but it's just like if you were there for all seasons like most likely I'll put up with some boundaries that we can work on but I think it's the people you're right that drop out that you feel uneasy about that you hear their name even written down that you're just like yikes like you gotta go or i you've been here for too long and i can't do this anymore but that's hard that's super hard it is it is hard do you think you mourn some of those friendships like you mourn the loss of it i do i do i i I only mourn it like i said because um i didn't like the way i acted and this is a thing that i do have to fix i I do have to fix some things of um my reactions to things yeah but it's just you know i am me i don't shy away from it (laughs) i will proudly be like yeah i fought a man and but then also be like but i'm not proud of it like you know what i mean like i'm not trying to brag about it but it's just like 
I'm not gonna be like, well, we got into a little argument. I'm like, no, we were scrapping. Like, <laughs> so, welcome so, to family Christmas. Yeah, like it's true. But I think I do mourn it more in some of them because I think I look back at the good times that we have and uh, my commitment to those friendships and that promise of being like they couldn't do anything wrong. And so now I really am like anybody could do anything to you, but I'm not going to make that a hindrance on why I'm not going to dig deeper on friendships or come through for somebody. Like I think yeah. that's where people get dangerous with being when they're hurt or they go through friendships that drop off like that. It's like, well, now I'm going to have a wall against everybody that I meet. Cause I did go through a phase where I was like, I'm not meeting any new friends. Like nobody is getting a new. And then I moved to Colorado and, and part of like a girl gang now. <laughs> but but um, I, yeah, I do. I mourn it, but I think that's the inner work that I'm doing right now is figuring out what those boundaries look like. And hopefully those other people, um, I don't know how they feel. I have no clue, but you can, but at least, you know, I've done my part of apologizing for my actions in it, but there are just sometimes concrete things that you're going to have to work past and make sure, making sure that when you do set those boundaries, that it doesn't affect your core when you meet new people or new loves in your life or new opportunities. Because I think that's when bitterness and resentment and just feeling like you can't trust anybody, I think that's when that starts to creep up because you're not limiting boundaries within your friendships you're limiting opportunities within yourself by not being open to love or open to communicate or open to new experiences because we all get hurt and things happen that make us realize that like we're human and that like other people are human but um for me i i, I don't mourn them i think i'm more i'm just like it had to be done because i don't think i would have been here as healthy as i am and personally, I can't, I just can't. <laughs> I'm not one to sit through things and being like, this is miserable, but I'm going to keep it to myself. I'm like, this is miserable. Who wants to take a shot? Like, yeah. let's get through this. Um, no, I'm, I'm completely with you. I think I do... I do more than them, especially this year, which it's been kind of like a new, like very cleansing year, which I've been intentional about like, okay, we're 40, we're here. It's really not about the age. I've been on this kind of mode anyway, like, you know, since 18, but uh, kind of like breakdown, breakthrough. And I will have like quick evolutions. Cause I'm like you, I love hard. I can't, the people like give less to your work. I'm like, I can't, it's either like a hundred or nothing. And that's just yeah. my role. And my friends know, like I'm either there a hundred or I'll fade to like the back yeah. for a while. And I'll just be at the dollhouse with the dogs. And like, and I do, and I, I just come and go, like, I'm not all the time kind of human, but when I'm in, I'm in. And so it's really, yeah. very hard for me to be like, we're kind of friends. We're kind of not. It's either like we're BFS oh. and I, when I'm hanging out, I'm hanging out with this crew or I'm, I'm not hanging out at all. So I've had to like really let go of some of those old relationships, but I think it ties into just like the family traditional Christmas or whatever. We, we should just be friends. We've been friends forever. We should just do this because of this, or you're my college or whatever. You don't. you don't need to. And, and let me be oh. clear. My college friends are still my sisters. I love all of them. They're a very <laughs> sacred space. Um, but like some other friends that are 20 plus years or what have you, like it's whatever. And people apply all this value to it. However, even at my birthday, my, the, my last five yes. friends are my newest friends. And <laughs> I think at this point, I'm my most evolved self and it will continue to evolve. There's so much work uh -huh. to do. However, I'm attracting people that are in that same mode. So of course we're friends. So even though our friendship is new, I don't put less value to it because it's right. newer. So right. you have to, I think innately as humans, we cling to, or perhaps it's personality or that I'm a Libra or whatever. Um, <laughs> these things that they just have duration when it's like, 
No, it's not about duration. It could be, you know, 20 minutes old and it's way deeper because you guys are in equal space versus like, you know, young tornadoes that are just happen to like cross paths. Yeah. Um, Well, no, I think, I think the root of all just boundaries, friendships, family, Christmas holidays that people really do have to do the, the work of loving themselves. Cause I have found when you love yourself and you figure out what you like and when you don't like the boundaries, cause people, I guess people will be listening to this and being like, I'm writing down notes to figure out how to like, what boundary, like what rules and tips and books and things. It's not even about that. It's like when you love yourself and you figure out who you are as a human being and how you fit in your own world and in your lifestyle, it's very easy to see where the boundaries need to be because family naturally will cross over into those boundaries or your territory because they've been in you essentially they've been there for all those moments and times and friends i think are a little bit easier to set those boundaries sometimes um because they weren't there 18 years of your life or whatever whatever point in time you met them um there will be moments in your life where you never knew this human being until whatever Granted, unless you have a friend that you were literally born with in the same hospital and became best friends, which still, that's weird. But self-love, I think, is such a core value that I'm learning in every aspect of myself and even in a business style as well as because you just don't let certain things fly because this is innately who you are. Not to say those things can't change or you can't grow and be a better person, a better human, but I think when you know who you are, what you want, what your lifestyle is, not based off of like, well, I should be like a party person or I should be a more, like, do you actually enjoy those things? Are you following the shadow of your parents of what you think the way that you should be and how you should act? Because people do that too, where they're just like, well, this is how it is. And just like, but this is not how you are. You're just living in it. And so once you realize those things, boundaries are not even a question because I think that's one thing I've been able to carry throughout my whole entire life is that I've always been a character people have always distinctively said like there's nobody like you not in a like your special type of mentality but being like you're a very unique person with a unique attitude or personality whichever one they wanted to say that year um and it has been the one thing i think in all my friendships that luckily my friends have really nurtured and loved and appreciated and it keeps my friendships alive but me knowing like this personality is what it is i get angry quick or or now I'm slower to anger, or I'm emotional, I really love hard, but I'm also a little bit scared to love. But I think knowing those things and bringing that to the table at every friendship, every business deal, every interview, everything, it doesn't even question people are like, well, we'll kill her like this. And they're probably like, probably not based off of the three minutes that I talked to her. So I'm like, great, I don't even have to do the work of a boundary because I just showed up as myself and the boundaries spoke for themselves. And so I think if people get into the habit of loving themselves, taking that time, taking out the social media worldly views of how you should be as a woman, as a black woman, as a white woman, as whatever, and really figure out like, do I like these things and do I not? Literally people will A, respect you because they'll see authenticity in you when they first meet you. And you give a little bit of life to other people who are kind of going through life in the most neutral, like numb way. Um, But like I said, like those boundaries won't even, you won't even have to say them out loud because people will know them. Um, And when they cross them, they'll also know that as well. And they'll be waiting for you to say something or know that now they have this over you and either can keep being toxic towards you or, you know, handle their relationships with you. So I just want to put that self-love in there because that's the biggest factor I think with family because 
they don't know you to a certain extent when you become an adult adult. And that self-love, I think, projects when you get home and they're like, you're the same, but you're a very different human being just because of the way you carry yourself. So well said. I completely agree. I genuinely do think it starts with like self-love and it sounds selfish or however you brand it or whatever, but you have to take care of this before anything else. And that's like deep philosophy, like Maslow's hierarchy and everything else. Like if you don't have food to eat and this and that, you're not worried about, you know, what Julie said on the bus to piss you off or whatever. Like it's, it's a very- Julie's on the bus. Who cares about Julie? Julie and Cheryl, their assholes cut them out. It's, you gotta, you gotta just take, but really take care of you. And, And you said it so perfectly of just getting back to what you want. And, and then you will attract all the right things. When you're in alignment, the right things will come in. You don't, you don't have to pop off on boundaries or all this stuff because you've got your shit together. So people that have their shit together are coming through and like, it just, it you will be, it. yeah, it'll be in a flow. And that I'll be the first person to say is, is hard and it's a continuous journey. Oh, use yeah. your voice and protect your shit. The only thing, the one thing I could, would tell my young self, like as turning 40 and whatnot and I'm really not big on age. I think I'm saying a lot lately. Even Ashley's like, quit saying you're not old. Stop it. And I'm like, well, no, it's not that. I think it's just been points of reflection because of because uh, of COVID in 2020. And so I was turning yeah. 14 or 49 or whatever. Um, just yeah. in retrospect, I'm like, I really don't regret anything because you want to get exactly where you are. And I appreciate so many lessons and so many things that are in there. And the only time I did looked at looked at old situations and, and had regret was when I could say I didn't protect myself and I was in it even if it was it was just even if it was you know just like and I'm not talking about you know this is a whole other podcast but like verbal abuse or rape or anything I'm not even talking about that I'm just saying like situations in like business or family or whatever I'm like damn I didn't look out for me like I didn't protect myself and knowing how much more damaging it was to just go through it versus be like you know this doesn't work for me I've got to go yeah that that was my only regret People will play you oh. if you let them play you. Oh. And, and they'll, they'll make it seem like this is healthy. This is normal. And again, for certain seasons, not to say people should get played, but you do have to humble thyself and know where you're at um, when it comes to the business or when it comes to moving in your life and shaping yourself. But people generally will play you a little bit because it, again, you're giving them something that they either need or they're trying to substitute. And so it's important, like you said, to really like understand that and understand like you got to protect yourself first um, and not be, like I said, vicious with it. Cause I think that's, that's where the management of self comes into is like, well, how do I protect myself and not be this like raging bitch to everybody at the same time? And I'm like, well, you're going to have to do some work. <laughs> like this takes time. There's a trial and error phase. You might have to practice with the cashier at Sprouts first and then get to your mom later. Like these might be things where you have to practice that. But I think once you manage what that looks like for you, cause it does not look like that for everybody. I think everybody can sure. be like, oh, these are the five pillars of being a peaceful person. But I'm like, yeah, one through five don't work for me. Like, you know, like let's understanding like, who, again, self love. Cause once you understand who you are, you'll understand yeah. how these rules or tips or whatever you take them apply to you and how you manage that. Cause that can be very different. Like I'm so nice to cashiers but when my mom calls I literally go like I do this like I literally touch my forehead and I'm like all right let's do this <laughs> Dude, I love it you know your daughter's gonna say that someday and be like oh I know um, when mom Claire calls I, I love her so much but holy crap like, <laughs> like she's buying avocados on sale at Sprouts and one dropped and like <laughs> you know what it is I'm ready for it I already know I'm like practicing my niece now and I'm like lord let's get it right <laughs> but- seriously 
even so like i'm definitely gonna be the mom who's like can i get a copy of her syllabus please oh god (laughs) seriously oh i'll step in and kristen will show up to be like claire i got some tequila you need to breathe you're not gonna be that helicopter mom like step back Oh, oh my they're gonna gosh. have a ball. Literally, you're gonna walk in with the dogs, and I'm gonna be like, thank God, take my children and the pups. Like, <laughs> they ate all your homework. Not sorry, kids go play. Holy cow. I'll Are they this. your dogs? No, they're my aunt's dogs. It's like, oh, that's not really an excuse. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> it, it just, I'll have, then we'll call Alma our agent. We'll let her figure it Yay. out. <laughs> She's our lawyer. Duh. All our lawyer. Oh, I love it. All right. Well, I won't, I won't keep you all the days, which I mean, you know, I actually would, but um, <laughs> closing remarks. I just, I, I was so, I just, I, I know, you know, the podcasts are there and I'm intentional about the thing, but when I, I know when I wake up thinking about something, I'm like, I know it's important. We got to talk about, there's so much pressure yeah. on the holidays. People feel pressure to go home. It, whatever it is, I just want to bring yeah. light to this conversation because I think more people are stressing about it than yeah. they know. Even with the excuse of COVID, I think there's still pressure, but do you have any closing remarks um, on advice? I think the self-love really does encompass the base of the yeah. combo, but anything you want I, to I mean, I think there's two, I think, and I think they're still opposite. The one, of course, is self-love, because um, I think once you know yourself, it's easier to deal with other people, because um, I think once you, also, when you love yourself, you're able to create, and I've discovered this in this pandemic, is that you're able to create this, like, magic internal bubble that, like, your own personal joy can really thrive in, whether that's like literally dancing in your living room by yourself or um, being able to be in public spaces and zone out from people. Because I used to be one of those people like, I used to go out and I'm like, I gotta make eye contact with everybody. I gotta have a whole conversation with the cashier. I gotta like, you know, tip the homeless guy on the corner an extra five bucks because I, and I still do those things, but it took energy and I felt like I was doing a performance and I was like, no, it's okay to be in your bubble and live in it and enjoy it because when I'm out of that bubble, there's a peace and people see the peace and they're just like, you could not be here and still be happy. And I'm like, exactly. That's the whole point of self-love is being able to be in and out of energies and still remain like that bitch throughout the whole thing. And I mean that bitch in a like, you are elevated to your most happiest and highest self, um, which no one can take from because it's concrete, girl. Like, yes. it's, it's not going anywhere. It's a foundation yes. that is, like, irrestructible. Like, it's great. Yes. And I think the second, um, I think when people are dealing with all these things is that it's truly, <laughs> it's truly okay to not show up. I think that's hard for people. Like, it is okay to not show up or, and then maybe this is like 2A, if you do show up, it's all right to clap back. Just do what appropriate. Space and grace. <laughs> Space and grace. You know what I mean? Like people might have to start practicing like, I got to say something to this auntie. Or you might have to, you know what I mean? And yeah. it might cause a, ru- a ruckus and it may blow up. But I've learned from the instance that I've had with my family, we grew from those moments and I'm no longer miserable because people know like I'm with the shits now. <laughs> like before it was just like, she's bubbling, she's simmering, like she looks angry, but nothing happens. So now that that moment has gone and has passed, I either don't show up because I'm like, I don't feel like blowing up. Or I don't feel like simmering. But if I do show up, you know, and it, something does happen, I know I'm like, great. Now it's out there and we can move on. And so whether you show up or you don't show up, know that that's okay. But either way, you're still going to have to have a boundary because guess what? Christmas comes every year. <laughs> like it doesn't go away. So you could skip out or you could go. And so I think understanding and knowing either showing up or not showing up 
um, doesn't make you less of a human and less of a daughter or less of a or father or whatever. Well, show up as a father. But you know what I mean? It doesn't make you less <laughs> of a person um, by either choosing one or the other because it's about protecting your peace and also like in the working world of living life and trying to be good all around, these are the moments that again, should be joyous, should bring harmony. And if they don't, like you need to figure out what that looks like for you. So that could be showing up or not. But either way, like my number one is you still gotta love yourself. Like, cause Christmas is one day, Christmas Eve is one day, Thanksgiving is but one day. There's 300 and what, 62 other days, whatever, in the year that you got to be by yourself and love yourself. So you might as well do the work then so that those four or five days of holidays don't even matter. <laughs> like Boom. another day, but in a healthy way, not to be the saying of my dad, but um, loving yourself, I think is the anger in a lot of problems people have. But I think it's the one joy that I found in enjoying life and my friends and my family in a better, healthier way. I'm with it. You heard it here. Reverend Claire just laid it down. If you needed a reason or someone to say it's okay to not go, you got it. And then you got the baseline of pull back, get to know yourself, love yourself. Yeah. Um, and space and grace and all things. Man, that will be all a lesson. We will continue to learn in life. Uh, Claire, where do we find you? Any socials, sites, something, whatever well, you want to share? You can find me on my Instagram at finna underscore be Claire, but I'm having some Instagram problems right She's now. She's going to be on catfish, y'all. I, <laughs> I can't am wait. seriously. Y'all, somebody is really out here catfishing me, but it's all right because that means I'm doing something right for the haters. Compliments. Um, but yeah, also please check out Denver Contemporary Art Museum. It's amazing. I'm doing a shameless plug for them. Yes. Um, it's my new place of employment, but also safe haven. Um, they're doing some amazing work and have amazing artists that talk about um, just issues of our times of social justice to race and politics, but all in a way that I think everyone can digest and have some meaningful conversation. And your girl works there, so holla at me. Yeah, we got to come pull through there too. I'm here for the art. It's Um, really nice. I appreciate you. I'm so glad you were a CrossFitter and friends with Ashley. So we crossed paths. Although, you know, <laughs> Chloe, so I knew we were going to, it's so weird how we do yes. a lot of people. So we were going to cross paths no matter what, but right. I appreciate you. I appreciate your good word. I appreciate your greatness. And uh, I'm just glad we are out here doing greatness together. Yes. Thank you, friend. Thank you, Turmeric and Tequila. Hey. Love I feel like I should at the radio shout out. Like you are now listening to Turmeric and Tequila. Yes. Rooker, rooker, rooker. <laughs> I know the dream, the goal, intentional universe is to have a live DJ at some point. So it's just like, I don't know when they bust in or if it would be even annoying, but like, just have like a vibe and like, they're just doing their thing. Doing their thing. Talk. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but you know. (laughs) We're out here. We don't know. And a choir. A choir would also be glorious. You already know that's one okay. of my Okay. Yeah. I'm here for it. Let me get a solo act because, you know, the vocals are still <laughs> yes. done. I will not be singing. That's already clear. But we'll guest be cast and guest vocalist. I'm yeah, here we'll for just, it. I like We're it. just cashing vibes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I you. Um, this will literally be out tomorrow. So be ready. All righty. I'm ready. Thanks for having me. Appreciate All right. My girl. It. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.